We want to welcome you to the New Song Podcast, coming to you from beautiful Colorado Springs. We love receiving your prayer requests and comments at newsongcs.com. That was a quiet good morning for me. So, no, I kind of led you into that. I said, good morning, and you're like, Jennifer, good morning. I'm glad that you're here today, but more than me being glad, God is glad that we are in his house today. And um, I just want you to bow your heads with me today. I'm going to ask Pastor Christian to lead us in a a word of, uh, one word would not be enough, probably, so a prayer just just to open up today. Lord, and we acknowledge your presence. Lord, we know that you are always with us, and sometimes we have to position ourselves in a place where we can acknowledge that you are here. So Lord, corporately as a body of believers this morning, acknowledge your presence, and we thank you for your presence. We thank you for all that you have done in our lives, all that you are currently doing, and all that you will do. Lord, we as a body, as new song, come before you to worship at your feet. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I wanted to get some instruction on how this day will look just a bit and it may change but um, we're going to sing one more song and then we're going to come back to worship at the end after we've talked for a little bit we're going to look at the word of god and what it says about healing i know that 
that is a subject it's not necessarily a controversial subject it's a subject we all love like loves healing who wants to be healed of we all if we were to take a survey we would say oh i guess I, I didn't need healing but now i think about it i do you might have spiritual healing you need physical healing you need mental healing there's so many things that um are not whole in us because we're human and um i wanted to remind you today in the series we're doing with tent revival is that uh, tent meeting. I change that series name every week, but you know, you get the idea that healing is real. Healing is for today and healing is kind of our responsibility to receive in a lot of ways because it comes by faith. And I, I remember um, something I heard from a, from a minister, Bill Johnson, a number of years ago, and then he repeated it not too long ago, and it had a little bit more significance, talking about childlike faith. And he said, we have gotten away from um, wonder. We've gotten away from imagination. We've gotten away from receiving something without understanding. Sometimes that's, that's dangerous. But sometimes that's faith. And Jesus said, if we can't be like, like children, if we can't be not childish, but childlike, we will never see, we'll never see, we'll never really see anything. We'll never really see the kingdom of God. We'll never see God's kingdom on this earth. We'll never see heaven on earth. We'll never see God's power at work. We'll never see the Holy Spirit uh, doing things in us or doing things in others because our wonder is not there. Well, you know, I just don't understand. Well, I don't get it. Well, I don't believe. Well, in my experience, in my opinion, these are all things the, uh, that adults say. Things that adults say. I don't know if you saw that. Used to watch that TV show, uh, Pyramid, and they'd say things. And one of the things that adults say, I don't understand. I don't get it. Uh, my opinion is kids just like, oh, cool. All right. Hug. That's, that's the way a, a, a three-year-old does to my son when he's three. That's what he just receives. And so I would encourage you, we're going to sing just this one song. Prepare your hearts for receiving today, okay? And if this is out, out of your uh, comfort zone, then don't do this. But would you just kind of lift your hands in front of you or uh, just open your hearts in, in, the, in the spiritual realm and, and say this with me. Lord Jesus, I want to see you today. Lord Jesus... I want to see you today. Remove boundaries, remove walls, remove whatever would cause me to um, try to get it on my own, and let me see you today. Thank you, Jesus. Joy. 
tell him this morning wonderful beautiful glorious you match this in every way wonderful
guys may be seated. Ushers, if you would come forward, we're going to receive our tithes and our offerings this morning. Uh, I don't know how many of you or if any of you are frequent flyers if you are on airplanes a lot, but I can always spot the person on an airplane that either doesn't fly very often or maybe it's even their first flight because when the flight attendants give the safety announcement, they're engaged, they're listening, they open the pamphlet and they're reading along with the safety instructions. And then there's people like me that have flown four or five times a year their whole life and and it's hard for me to engage at all. Most of the time I leave my little earbud in and I could probably get up and repeat the safety announcement for every airline that I've ever flown on. And sometimes I feel like that when it comes to this part of the church service. When it's time to receive our tithes and our offerings, I feel like I could quote four or five different tithing cliches that I've heard. And growing up in the Foursquare Church, one of the things that I heard all the time, because tithes and offerings always came right after worship, and they would always say, let's continue in our worship by bringing our tithes and our offerings. And I've heard it so much that kind of like the safety announcement on an airplane, it's lost its value to me. But make no mistake, tithes and offerings are an extension of our worship. Because generosity is a spiritual discipline. It's not something that comes natural to us. As humans, we tend to cling instead of of live our lives with open arms. But this morning, as we enter into this time of worship with bringing our tithes and our offerings to the Lord, let's, let's try to take our earbuds out and listen to what the Lord is saying to us this morning about where our hearts are at when it comes to this act of worship. Father, I thank you and I praise you, Lord, for every good and perfect gift comes from you. Lord, everything that we have, material on this earth, we only have because of you. The breath in our lungs is because of you. So, Lord, we come humble and obedient, Lord, worshiping you with our tithes and our offerings as you've instructed us to do in your word. And with joyful and obedient hearts do we give back to the king of the universe. Lord, thank you for your presence in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Would you just stay and um, play just for a minute? Um, I want to read you a a passage of scripture. And um, I want to call this... Uh, time together this message um, Jesus Christ heals you seems like that's kind of weird well let me read this this passage um, we're going to look at a lot of stuff Jesus did today but before we do I want to look at something after Jesus was on this earth what happened after because we often look at well I'm not Jesus so I can't do what Jesus did well there was a um a guy, I was going to try to give him a bad name, like a, 
like a, a, a moron. He was a moron. His name was Peter. And we all relate with Peter because he was, he was afraid. He, uh, he often uh, did things he shouldn't do. He put his foot in his mouth. And um, he denied Jesus numerous times. But then at some point when the Holy Spirit got a hold of him, he changed. And um, this was one of the stories uh, in Acts um, that I want to share just a quick little snippet. Um, Acts is written by Luke. Luke was a doctor. And um, he kind of did a two-part series. He did Jesus uh, and Luke. And then he did the, the, the disciples and the church in Acts. And um, I like the way he says things. Um, other guys said things a little different. He gives more detail on, um, especially with healing. And he says this, as Peter, Acts 9, verse 32 through 35, uh, it says, as Peter traveled about the country, he went to the Lord's people who lived in Lydda. The Lord's people in, a, in another version would be the saints. Um, you're saints. We're saints. We're all saints if we believe in Jesus. Uh, we're saints. You say, I'm not a saint. I'm nothing near a saint. But, yeah, we're, we're saints. Um, there he found a man named Annas who was paralyzed. I don't know how Annas got paralyzed. I don't know if he, he fell off his motorcycle or, or fell off a cliff or, or um, what, whatever it was. I don't know if it was an illness that, that's, that messed up his spinal cord, but it says he was paralyzed and had been bedridden for eight years. In another version, it doesn't even talk about how long. Luke like, likes to talk about how long people were sick before they were healed. I like that because some of us have things, uh, hey, it's been like eight years. It's been like 12 years. It's been, you know, the lady that uh, was healed of the issue of blood she had, she had been dealing with it for 12 years when she touched the hem of his garment. Um, often Luke explained things like that. I like that. Peter, Peter said to the bedridden, paralyzed man, Annas, verse 34, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your mat. Like, awfully practical. But it was kind of a big step to ask someone to do who's paralyzed. Get up and roll up your mat. It was quite the faith on Peter's part. Immediately, Annas got up. All those who lived in Lydda and Sharon, that's like an area, like the front range of Colorado, right? All those who lived in Lydda and, and the whole range of, of the town, of the area, saw this and they turned to the Lord. Often, uh, revival, we're calling this camp meeting, tent meeting, camp revival, tent revival. When, when, when you want to see Jesus do some cool stuff, you know, you have to pray for you. The circle, draw a circle around yourself, pray for yourself, and let revival happen in you first. But often when revival happens, it's not because um, someone was healed. It's because people see Jesus. That's why Jesus demonstrated his power. That's why God still demonstrates power today, not just to heal, but to, sh to point people to Jesus. All those who lived there saw him and turned to the Lord. That's, that's the goal. When something happens in you or something happens in your, in your friend, your family, you 
our, our, our responsibility is to turn them towards Christ. Jesus Christ heals you. We're going to talk about the dead today. Thank you, my brother. Would you bow your heads with me just for a minute? Lord, I pray that you would just anoint this time, uh, this short time in your word, that we would um, not take it for granted. And certainly, as Christian uh, pointed out, we would not look at it as a safety measure for our lives that, oh, I've seen this, done this, heard this before. Because we know that the Bible is living, it's active, and it, w it is able to uh, divide um, marrow and bone, which basically saying, hey, it will get your attention and it will get under the issues that we all deal with. Because, Lord, right now I just want to address the issues in this room and the issues of those watching when it comes to divine healing. We have issues, God. We'd like to bring them up with you. Some of our issues have to do with past experience. Some of them have to do with opinions. Some of them have to do with our doubt and our unbelief. And we say to you, be living and active in your word to us. That you would, uh, would, would separate our flesh from our spirit. That we would be able to see with different eyes. Give us new eyes to see today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm the same as you uh, in, in life. When, we, when I leave this place, we leave church, uh, we get out into the, to the real world. We deal with neighbors. We deal with friends. We deal with people that we uh, have to work with. We have to work with, right? No, we deal with people all the time, and often we forget that um, Jesus in us is for out there, not just for having church. In fact, the power of God, the Holy Spirit, is, is in us so that we can change the world. We can change Lydda and Sharon and Colorado Springs and wherever we live. We often think when we talk about healing, oh, that has to do with coming up to the altar and being healed. I love that part. I love, that's my comfort zone, right? Is that your comfort zone? Let's pray for them. Come to our church. We'll pray for you at the altar. We'll pray for you at your seat. Raise your hand and, and we'll all lay our hands on you. But often uh, we forget that our power that God has given us is for out there. It's for, it's for not them. It's for everyone. And we're not us and them. It's everyone. And we're supposed to take it with us. So when we talk about these things today in context, don't just pigeonhole yourself or put yourself in a box that this is about Sunday morning. Got it? Right? It's for, for everywhere, everywhere we go. I was talking to uh, our neighbor uh, yesterday. I met two new neighbors, and I'm trying to do a better job at um, being a good example to you. If you're going to reach your neighbors, then pastor better be doing it himself right and i i have a uh app on my phone it's called like um it's from every home for christ uh bill and juanita probably have it on there too it shows every house in your neighborhood and you can put notes by different ones it would be kind of weird for those people to see it but i always put notes by people i talk to especially when i forget their name i 
So I get on their address and I put the notes there. So I have them. But I just met a couple uh, yesterday. One's a dentist and one uh, works in the school district. And we were talking and this, this story is not going to come to the end where I prayed for them and they were healed of something, okay? I'm just talking real life, okay? We're just talking, right? And there's no way I would have talked to them by knocking on their door and, hi, how are you doing? My name is Steve. That would be a nice way to do it. But it came because I was out on a walk. I was out on a walk. I was walking my dog, and I was walking. I had a friend's dog that we're babysitting. We're dog sitting. I don't know why, but we are. We're dog sitting for them. No, I mean, if you want to ask us, we might dog sit you. Like, your dog's pretty cute. I don't know most of your dogs. but um. So we were dog sitting, and they had a dog like our friend's dog. And so that's what got us connected. And I couldn't help but think, um, this will seem unrelated to healing, but I'm getting there. I couldn't help but think um, it was an open door uh, that God has opened, the Holy Spirit has opened, to be friends with these folks. Because we couldn't have had a better conversation. If I had started it with, hello, I'm a pastor, and here's the Bible says about healing, and I would like to pray for you for healing. It probably wouldn't have, ha nothing would have happened there, but I, we, it was a common ground. We started talking. It was fun. We, we were sharing, and my son was selling cookies on the corner, which helped, which I think we're going to start doing more often because we met so many people by selling cookies. Um, Jesus, when he was on this earth, when he met, when he healed people, when he talked to people, when Peter was on this earth, when the disciples, it was out of, not out of, uh, I am on a mission from God and I have on my priest uh, tie and I'm here to save you. No, it was in everyday life. I want to get that across when we're talking about camp meetings, when we're talking about healing, we're talking about the Holy Spirit moving. We talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, deliverance, right? Praying for demons out of people, right? You're certainly not going to start off your conversation telling them, I think you have a demon. That's not going to work out too well. You need to, we need to develop relationships. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the foundation of uh, what we're talking about today. Um, and I want to... Um, Remind you that praying for healing for yourself, for others, believing for miracles, contending for God's kingdom on this earth must be based on one thing. Not, not a pastor, not a church, not a friend. Believing for miracles shouldn't even be based on what you've heard in three podcasts. It shouldn't be based on, oh, I just sense the presence of God in this worship song. This is what it's based on. These are all good things. They're not bad things. But it must, and, and, and in our day and age, this sounds almost like um, wrong, it, and it shouldn't. But it must be based on the Bible, the truth. If we know the truth, we will be set free. When Jesus said this, he wasn't saying it to somebody that doesn't know Jesus. He was saying it to the disciples. He was saying it to people like you and me. If you could just know the truth, it would set you free. You, 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 you. You're not supposed to point at others because three fingers are pointing back at you. Yes, me. You want to be free? 
You want to be healed. You want to be whole. You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You want to do what God did on this earth, what Jesus did on this earth. We must know the truth when you really know it and not think it and hear it and doubt it and wonder about it. But when you know it, it'll set you free. And so the things I'm going to say today aren't opinions, aren't something I heard somewhere before uh, be, besides here. They're the, they're the truth, and they're going to be very basic, okay? Uh, I want to uh, show you maybe three or four or five things in the Bible, what the Bible teaches about healing. And the first one is this. Are you listening? Maybe write it down in the notes section on your bulletin. That's what it's there for, except that probably no one's got a bulletin on because, Glenn, I didn't give them to you. They're sitting on the table out there. When you leave, they're not even folded. I didn't ask you to fold them. There, get one, and then you'll have to remember what we wrote. Write it in your phone, okay? That's where I write my notes, okay? I'll promise I won't believe, I won't think you're texting or looking at Facebook. You probably will be doing both if you get on your phone, but write, write these down. These are important. The Bible teaches, number one, that Jesus' ministry was characterized by healing. I'm going to share probably a, a whole bunch of scriptures with you. Just write them down. They're going to be on the screen. You don't have to look them up. Matthew 9, 35. I'm going to look at the ESV version of this. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues. That's cool. And proclaiming the gospel. He did a lot of preaching. But at the same time, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, he was healing every disease and every affliction. I have that underlined in my Bible. Everyone, everyone. It sets me up for failure in my life if I want to be like Jesus and, he, and see every affliction and every, every disease healed. But I believe, because I know the truth, that that's what God wants. I don't know why it doesn't always happen. And maybe it happens in a way we don't understand. I think that Jesus heals, uh, Jesus Christ heals you. He heals in three ways. He heals miraculously. Sometimes there's no other way. It's got to be miraculous. Sometimes he heals, this is going to sound really Colorado-ish, but naturally, what I mean by that is he made our bodies to heal them, to heal in some ways. If you cut your finger and it bleeds for a while, then it stops bleeding. It's because God made your blood, he created your blood to, uh, like, stop bleeding. He created it to uh, clot, coagulate, all those words. Uh, we don't need to get them, but God did it, right? When people uh, are, are um, you know, a number of things happen in our lives where it's natural God God's, uh, made our body to heal ourselves naturally heals miraculously, naturally, and even medically, I believe. You could say, well, that's not faith. Well, I believe Jesus does heal medically as well. I believe there's people that have uh, been sick, gone to a doctor, got medicine, got better. I believe there was wisdom there that Jesus caught, helped people to get better through that. If I didn't believe that, then um, that, could, that could really mess people up because then you don't go to doctors anymore. Is that what you do, right? Jesus heals all three of those ways. And sometimes it takes all three of those to heal us. But um, he healed every disease, every affliction. Let me just put one more scripture out there. Matthew 8, 16. 
through 17 says this. That evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons. And he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick. There's times in the Bible where Jesus puts those two things together. Sometimes the sickness is because of sickness, because of your body is sick. Sometimes sickness can be because of uh, demonic oppression on our lives. We talked about it. Get the, get the vi listen, watch it later about what we were talking about deliverance. Not that there's demons everywhere, but sometimes people are sick because of demonic oppression. This was to fill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. The Bible teaches that Jesus' ministry was characterized by healing. Second one, the Bible teaches that we are to do as Jesus did. That's a high responsibility. But, you know, I was talking, when I talk to youth, often they'll say something like, well, being a Christian is boring, or church is boring, or I, I, I don't have much purpose in life. And I want to say to them, you haven't gotten a hold of Jesus in your life yet. Because if you get a hold of Jesus, if Jesus, more likely, if Jesus, if you allow Jesus to get a hold of you, you can't help but see some exciting things or have an exciting life because we are called to do what Jesus did. Not my opinion, just the Bible. Let me read you a scripture, John 14, 12. How many times have you heard this in this, in this, in this church? 14, 12 says, truly, truly. I'm going to, he's making a point. I'm saying this twice. Truly, truly, I tell you. I say to you, whoever believes in me will also, how many know this verse? Will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. Meaning later he says in that same passage, if I go to the Father, then the Holy Spirit can come. In fact, I have to leave because if I don't leave, the Holy Spirit won't come because I'll be here and everyone will depend on me. And the Holy Spirit needs to get on this earth so he can do some amazing wonders. And he says, if I don't leave, then he won't come. So he says, greater works you will do because I am leaving. The Holy Spirit will be in you, on you, and work through you. The Bible teaches that we are to do as Jesus did. Number three, the Bible teaches that Jesus paid for our healing. Everybody smile, all right? I, some of this is, it's, it's the truth. It's the Bible, and you're like, tell me a story right now. Tell me, keep, keep my attention. I, I'm just kidding. I want to get through these things, so you listen, all right? Don't, don't zone out. The Bible teaches that Jesus paid, he already paid for your healing. All right, you need a story. It's like this, okay? It's like, what if I had my friend here, let's say Bethany. Hi, Bethany. How's it going? How was your trip to Rome? Was it good? It was great. You went to Rome, and you failed to pay your, uh, your rent at home or your, your mortgage payment, Okay. Say your mortgage payment is $50,000 for when you were gone. Because you have a really big house, don't you? Okay, I guess not. But say it was, all right? 
I'm just trying to keep everybody's attention. Okay, so her, she needs $50,000 or else she's going to get um, foreclosed on, okay? She needs that check. Glenn comes along. Hi, Glenn. How's it going, Glenn? You doing good today? Glenn works at the Broadmoor. I don't know if you knew that. Um, he, do, he really does. And I don't know if he gets paid a whole lot there at the Broadmoor. But say Glenn comes to me with a $100,000 check and says, you know what? Bethany deserves this check. I heard that she's going through a tough time. Um, would you give this to her? And I'll be like, dude, that's a lot of money. You shouldn't, you sure? He's like, yeah, okay. So works out. So he gives me the check. I am not going to hold on to the, he says, don't tell her who said it. Don't tell her who gave it. I'm not going to hold on to this check for a couple of weeks, three weeks. And then I'm seeing her getting kicked out of her house. It's terrible. Oh, I'm sorry, Beth. You're getting kicked out of your house. You need 50000 Oh, man, that'd be, that's rough. Oh, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. I have a $100,000 check I have to give her, but I don't want to give it. Should I give it to her? I don't know. No. I would like, that day, I would like drive to her house and be like, hey, guess what? Amazing thing. Here's $100,000. What? Oh, this is awesome. This pays for my problem and then, and then some. That's what healing is like. Jesus paid for our healing. We believe it when it comes to forgiveness. Because I think, because most of you ask forgiveness. Uh, by his stripes we are healed. But it also says that we were forgiven because Jesus, by his blood we are forgiven. We believe that part, but we don't believe that we are healed because of what Jesus did for us. It's like having a check for $100,000 and giving it to someone you didn't take, you didn't make the money, you didn't earn it. You are just passing it along. You are the conduit. You are the bridge. You just say, oh, thank you, Jesus. Here's your healing. That's really what healing is. Well, it's not that easy, yeah, because we get in the way. But that's really what it is. Jesus paid for our healing. Let me remind you of a very important verse. Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. Read it out of the NIV version. Shirley. Hi, Shirley. How's it going? It's not that Shirley, but Shirley. He took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. Verse 5. But he was pierced for our sins, our transgressions, the problem, the issues that we deal with. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought, iniquities is our sickness. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, he wrote a check for your healing. We are healed. Bottom line. That is the truth. Jesus paid for our healing. Now, I've said this a number of times. It's to the extent that we apply what Jesus has done in our life, how much we walk in freedom. If we don't apply what Jesus has done in our life, we won't walk in freedom. It's a walk of faith. And I, for one, don't care for it. I would much rather have a walk of sight. That's easy. A walk of, how many like to see where you're going? Right? Everyone. We all like to see where we're going. 
What if Jesus says, I'm turning off the lights. My Bible, my word to you is going to be your lamp. Not a big spotlight. It's just going to be a lamp to your feet. It's going to light up your path. Don't worry. But it never says it's going to be a searchlight that shows you everything. Because it's a walk of faith. Peter, uh, in 1 Peter, he, he repeats what Isaiah says. Let me read it to you. 1 Peter 2.24. He himself bore our sins in his body on a tree. That we might die to sin and live to being right. By his wounds, you have been healed. The Bible teaches two other things I want to bring up. To seek our own healing. The Bible teaches to seek our own healing. Often, uh, we pray for, you know, have you, when someone's sick, right? Even as a three, third grade, you're in a class with Sunday school. Who's sick today? You talk about it, and then you pray for them. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm going to give you a scripture that says that we should pray for people. We should bring them to church, have the elders lay hands on them, anoint them with oil. James 5, you know that scripture. You can put it up there. You can look at it. That, while I'm saying this, is anyone sick? Bring them up. But in the Bible, often what we see is not so much praying for sickness, but really just like declaring it to be done. Declaring sickness to be over. Yeah, this says, is anyone a sick? Let them call on the elders, pray over them, anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15, prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. I fully believe that. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Forgiveness of sin is also, our sin is also uh, another thing. If sometimes when we have sin in our lives, the Bible says confess your sins, you will be healed. Sometimes that's a reason people are sick. Sometimes they haven't confessed a sin or they, they have something against someone else. And Jesus says, you need to fix that stuff first, right? Therefore, confess your sins. Oh, there it is. To each other, pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Okay, that's a whole sermon. We're, gonna, we're not going to look at that. I just want to point out that often, yes, we pray for people. But in the Bible... Often, there was not a lot of prayer happening. Not a lot of even laying on of hands. Uh, when, you, when you look at Jesus, he said, heal the sick. Jesus said, heal the sick. He didn't say, pray for the sick. When he talked to the leper who was sick, he said, be clean. And he was clean. When he talked to the, the crypt, there was a crippled person. They, 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 were, they, couldn't, they couldn't walk normally. And Jesus didn't say, oh, Lord, you know their situation. God, Father God, you know how long they've been dealing with this. Not that that's wrong. Not that that's wrong. But I'm just saying, Jesus didn't do a lot of this. Oh, I don't know what it is that's caused this, whatever caused it. He just says this. Come out in Jesus' name. In that instance, it was a demonic oppression and the person was healed. There was a man that was deaf. Jesus said, ears be opened. He didn't say, oh, we pray for the, you know, that's, that's okay too. But I'm just reminding us that sometimes we can declare because it's already been paid for, for us. One time there was a man in, that was on the Sabbath. He was in the church. He was in the synagogue and his hand was withered. And Jesus said, 
Uh, let's pray for him. Everyone gather around him and let's pray. No, he said, stretch out your hand. The man stretched out his hand and he was healed. Often Jesus, when it was a blind man, he spit. I don't know why he spit. He liked spitting. I don't know why that had to do with blind. There's a sermon in there somewhere. But Jesus said to the blind man, go wash in the pool and you will be healed. He just kind of gave declarations. And you're saying, well, that's Jesus. Yeah, I know, that's Jesus. That's a good point. But Jesus asked us to be like him. Jesus said we'll have the same authority. And I'll talk about that just real quick in a minute. But Jesus Christ heals you is what Peter said. Do you remember? He didn't pray. He just said, Jesus Christ heals you. Later that, that day or that week or that month, there was Tabitha. She died. He didn't say, oh, let's pray. He just said, Tabitha, get up. And she got up. Wouldn't you love to pray like this sometimes, right? I'm just making the point. It's kind of cool. And then, you know, uh, Acts 2 or 3, he, the, the guy was on the, the lame man, and he asked for money. And Peter said, I don't have silver or gold, but what I have, I'll give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Just kind of declared it. The Bible teaches to seek our own healing. Um, in that comes declaration often. And then the Bible teaches to take authority over sickness. Worship team, would you guys come forward? I have nine verses on this one. I'm not going to share them. I'm just going to mention them. Matthew 10, 1, Matthew 10, 8, Matthew 10, 9. Those are three great ones. Look at what it says about uh, taking authority over sickness. The Bible constantly, Jesus tells us, I have given you the authority over this, over that. It will not hurt you. Don't even be afraid of demons. They can't mess with you. When you have me on your side, everybody say amen or I'll keep preaching. Okay. And then lastly, I just want to mention this one. The Bible says, teaches that we should expect healing. Number six, we should expect healing. If you look on our website, you look on our mission statement, we have this scripture. Matthew chapter 10, verse 27 Jesus looked at them and said, with man, yeah, it's, it's impossible. But, and that's a big but, bigger than any but in this room. But with God, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Matthew 18, 19. If two of you or three of you agree about anything that you ask, it will be done. And then if you look in the back, there's a scripture on the wall. In every four-square church, the scripture is there. Hebrews 13, 8. As a kid, I would see it right above the preacher on every Sunday morning. I, I memorized it pretty quickly. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's, that's the bottom line. He's the same. He's the same. I'm going to do, what we're going to do right now is we're going to respond. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want to show me today? What do you want to teach me today through what I've heard from the truth? What do you want to teach me? What do I need to leave here with? We should never come to church and leave the same. You should never come to church. You should never come to God's house without giving up something of yourself. Surrender is mandatory it's mandatory serving jesus that's why it's not super popular 
People like me, 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 they like for themselves. But it's mandatory that you surrender everything. In fact, right now with everybody's eyes closed, heads bowed, this is certainly not a secret thing to live by, living for Jesus, but maybe the, the time when you decide to recommit to him or give him your life may be, a, may be personal. So I ask us to keep our eyes closed. If you're here in this room, your very first step to healing, your very first step to healing, not that Jesus guarantees everything in life will be perfect after you accept him in your life, but the very first step to your healing, to seeing the kingdom on this earth, to see God work through you, to see peace, to experience joy, your first step is to ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Not just, oh, acknowledge, you know that he's, he's God, but not to you. He needs to be your Lord, Lord of your situation. Lord of your problems. Lord of your issues. Who needs to do that today? Maybe you need to say, Jesus, I need you to put yourself back on the throne of my heart. I need you to be Lord. If there's anyone in here that needs to do that, would you make that decision right now to Jesus? You just say it in your own words, quietly, privately. Jesus, I'm saying to you right now, I'm sorry for walking away from you. I know you died for my forgiveness. I know that by your stripes I am healed. And today I say, Lord, I come back to you and I ask for forgiveness. And I declare you as Lord on the throne of my heart. Tell him that right now. He, he's never sad when you do that. He's never going to say, oh, no, not you. You can't do it. You can always be forgiven. If you've done that today, I encourage you, make it make it. Make it a point to tell someone. Tell me, tell your wife, tell your friend, tell someone. I have put Jesus back on the Lord of my heart. If you can't acknowledge Jesus on this earth, the Bible says, I will not acknowledge you in heaven. That's the bottom line. Better acknowledge him, all right? All right, we're going to go into this time of worship. And you just say, God, what do you want to do in my life? What, what, I'm open. Uh, would you stand with me just for a minute to wake you up? to wake up your spirit, just stand. And then as we worship, if you feel comfortable, you can get on your knees, you can sit back down, you can come to the altar. But um, for right now, I'm not gonna give real specific instructions. Let's just seek Jesus, ask the Holy Spirit. What do you wanna speak to me today? Amen? Amen.
multiple people here this morning. He said, I, I've come to make you new. I want to say that again. He said, I've come to make you new. He said that you've walked through hope deferred. You thought something would happen and it didn't. You thought God would intervene and he didn't thought that you could handle more pressure, but you couldn't. You thought God wouldn't give you more than you could handle, but he did. He's come to make you new this morning, but he's inviting you. I feel the invitation of heaven this morning. I just encourage you to close your eyes, block out the distractions. Right now the enemy wants to bring distractions, just block them out. Open up your heart to what Holy Spirit's doing right now. He's, he's reaching in. He's so tender right now, you guys. He's leaning in. You've been wondering why God's been a little bit quiet. It's because he's leaning over you like a surgeon. He's not coming with a giant sword. He's coming with his word where he says, I behold, I make all things new. He's coming with a scalpel. It's judging between the thoughts and actions of the heart with tenderness, with precision. Let him touch your heart. Let him cut away hope deferred this morning. Let him cut away discouragement, the disappointment. I hear him say that disappointment has been like a spirit of the enemy sent to sing a song over you over and over and over 
and over. It's been incessant at night. When you wake up in the morning, it's there. A song of disappointment. This is what today's gonna hold. It prophesies to your day. This is what it's gonna look like. This is what you're gonna feel like. See that same old sickness. He said that there are sick hearts this morning because hope deferred makes the heart sick. There are sick hearts this morning. Jesus, we hold our sick hearts out. If you want to respond to that, just, just open up your heart. Feel it open up. Just, I see that we've had our hearts. We've been closing them off. It's like, ah, God, I got this. And he's like, let me in. My scalpel, it, it's a sweet sort of pain. And it doesn't last forever. It's more painful to let that heart sickness remain. And it plays out in the body. And there's physical sickness here today that is rooted in the heart sickness of hope deferred. And right now, Jesus, we open up our hearts to you and we say, come. We exchange our hope deferred. We welcome you in to the mess of our hope deferred, to the mess of our heart sickness. You alone know what to do because you're the heart surgeon. We take our hands off and we say, have your way. You make all things new. Hope deferred may make the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. We exchange our desires for your desire, the desire of your presence, God, because you, you fulfill that desire of more of you. Sickness cannot stay. Heart sickness cannot stay. Hope deferred. And disappointment, that spirit of disappointment that has been prophesied, that has been speaking and singing over her every heart and mind that's been experiencing that, I silence you right now. In the name of Jesus, and I say, you are mute. And I thank you, Jesus, that you sing songs of deliverance over your people this morning and at night. And I declare their spirits, their souls, their bodies in unison. They will hear you singing those songs of deliverance. You speak a better word, God. We hear that better word this morning. You speak a better word. You speak a better word. Listen every 
just a bit more for that new that new thing for people be seated Juanita I don't know if you're going to be up for this but I want you to pray for this um, uh, you're like oh, I'm not coming up to you tell me but I um, you're a good example of someone who's old yet is new in your eyes what you see what you see with your eyes and what um, my sister doesn't know is that my underlined verse for today that thought would just confuse things so I keep it to myself as like my devotion verse for this is behold I am doing a new thing among you and I and I really I really sense that for us that when I'm asking God what do I want you to do today God would you just do a new thing in each of us and so that's just um, just perfect um, would you all admit that you could do a new thing you could see see with new eyes what I mean is this, remember we're talking about outside, not just here in this place, not just experiencing your healing, but seeing other people changed. So when you pray for them or when you declare something over them, you base it on what you've done before and you need new eyes. You need new eyes to do it a bit different. And that's what I want you to pray for. I don't know if you would be open to doing that. Would you come up? It doesn't have to be real elaborate or anything like that, but um, just ask God today, and I would assume that most of you would want this. Can, give me new eyes to see so that when I do what Jesus did out there, I um, don't base it on what I've seen in the past. I want new eyes. I want to see your spirit, new things. This past Easter, on the cross and all I could do was praise him 
and thank him that he had no sin. And because he had no sin and he went to the cross, it took care of me, of everything that I've ever did, everything that you've ever did, because he was without sin. And it, it just overwhelmed me to think that he did that. And it, I was so overwhelmed that I can't, can't get past what he did, that he was without sin for me. And I thank him for it. And then this morning, I, I don't go on Facebook, but this morning I opened it up. I was kind of discouraged about some things that are going on in our lives. And there was a message from Glenn Burris. And Glenn Burris uh, used to be, was the former president of the Foursquare denomination. And he's always putting little words of wisdom on Facebook. And this morning he talked about Moses asking God to show him his glory. And God's response was, look at my mercy. And that there he wasn't, he, he said, okay, or he was thinking, Glenn was thinking, God thinking, what about when we cross the Red Sea? What about the burning bush? But God didn't say that. He didn't want uh, Moses to, to think of the things that he did. But look at my mercy. And so uh, who we are, and that's what we need to, when we talk about new eyes to see. Look at my mercy. Look what I did. Not only the cross and what Christ did, but what he does every day in our lives. And so um, while I was sitting back there, when I came to know the Lord, I felt that nobody cared uh, because of, of, of my past. And a friend said, Juanita, look what God done. Look what Jesus done. And at that moment, I ran into Jesus' arms. And I've never felt unloved since then. And so I just want to encourage you to look with new eyes at what Jesus did and who God is. Lord, we thank you for your love. We are so unworthy, but yet each day and each moment of our lives, you're there to say that I love you and that we need to run into your arms and thank you for it, Lord, and to, to see the love in your eyes looking back at us. And Father, when we can grasp how much you love us, how can we help but want to love others in return and point them to you, Lord. And so, Father, we just pray that you would give us new eyes and new hope in what you can do in us and through us because of your love for us. For we ask it in Jesus' name. You give life. You are love. You bring light to Sing that again. You 
Sometimes just declare it over them. Declare healing. Declare wholeness. Um, uh, you might you might see over since COVID, I, I feel uh, a, a shift in the way that we do things as a church that presence of God is so important. We must have God's presence when we leave here. And sometimes um, it comes through uh, jumping, just jumping in the pool for a while. And then when you leave here, it's still on you. And so um, if you wonder sometimes like, oh, I wish that um, this, I wish that. Worship is important. Presence of God is important. We must have God's presence or we aren't going, we're not going nowhere. And um, uh, Christian and Thomas and I and Cynthia, we've talked about the difference between a program-driven church and a presence-driven church. Um, sometimes there's place for programs and we have programs. But... Um, if we don't have presence, oh man. And uh, I think you are the first one that identified that one week. You talked about presence driven. and um, That's who I want to be. God, what do you, you want to do? So uh, in summary, we're singing this song. Come up for prayer. If you need prayer for something, it won't be me praying. Possibly it'll be someone else. I trust you to come up and pray for them. Put your hand on their back. Come up next to them. Declare wholeness, okay? And then at the end of this song, we'll close, and um, you can stay as long as you want and continue to pray, continue to worship. Lovely. Is that good? Everybody smile.
Let every drop is gone. I pour. 
Thanks for listening today. Remember, God wants to do the impossible through you and me. We encourage you to become a deeper part of what we are doing. Visit us at newsongcs.com and become a giver to the New Song Foundation and an investor in bringing this message of Jesus across the world. God bless you.